Welcome to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop. I'm Dewey. I'm Goop. And we're here to talk things, all sports that you occasionally watch and occasionally listen to and we occasionally talk about. And we very occasionally podcast about. Yes. You know, life happens. Uh, Ryan and I are both proud new owners of new vans. We joined an elite club that we never thought we'd ever join in our lives. We are van van dads. Not just van dads. Minivan dads. Minivan dads. And yeah, uh, we call ours the man van. Just kidding, we don't. But Amy labeled ours the uh, Lewis Mobile. Oh, that's a good one. Seats eight, so we've got it down. You got to whip gotta, out four more kids. You got some, got some catching up to do. Yeah. So uh, my kids have been debating what to name our van, and we haven't come up with anything good yet. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that. But you know, life happens, and so we're just getting around to podcasting now. As it is the middle of March, basically. Mm-hmm. We have uh, March Madness on the horizon. If I could, if I had a soundboard, that whole song, the most glorious time, the most wonderful time the of the year, I would play time. that right now because it, we are prepping for March Madness. Exactly. Um, and a lot has happened since the new year um, with in the sports world and in the healthcare world, according to sports yeah. as well. We'll get into a little bit of that later and stuff, but um, we're going to recap some of our favorite events that have happened so far this year. So There's a lot on, of them. Touch on some college football, some NFL, we had the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we watched that together, um, some NBA news, there's an all-star game, tragic news of Kobe Bryant. Yes, that's... Um, and then we'll, we'll touch a little bit on um, college basketball and what we got to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So starting us off... Um, the Academy Awards were in February. February. Uh, Usually, like the I think it's like the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, is it? I, I think that might be standard. So all the sure. wives let the guys have that Super Bowl party. So then the very <laughs> next week they can have their Oscar night exactly. party. And yeah, Kobe Bryant he won a an Academy Award last year, mm-hmm. wasn't it? A was short last for year? that basketball. Yes, short? yes, yeah, that's deer basketball. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That was really good. I watched that. Um, that was really good. And so the Academy Awards were on, a lot of things happened, a lot of, you know, fun movie things. And it got me thinking as, as I was occasionally watching that, <laughs> keeping things all occasionally, yes. right? Um, what are the greatest sports movies of all time? Now, now Ryan, Ryan here, before me, before you get going, because mm-hmm. you're going to take over this. Oh, yeah, you know I'm gearing up. You uh, saw the gears in my head. Ryan is a movie buff. I love movies. He's a buff movie buff. And um, I told him, think of his three favorite sports movies, and we would talk about them. But he couldn't just limit it to just I think three. my list is sitting at like 15 right now. <laughs> 15. So, all right, Ryan, we'll give you the floor for the next few minutes. Well, first, I realize you got to talk about certain sports. Because there's just some movies you group together, and they're just awesome in that category. And the first one I told you is the two movies, Moneyball and Jerry Maguire. 
Mm-hmm. Great movies that are a look into the sports world from like a management, from mm-hmm. an ownership. You could, you could add draft day into that. And draft day, yes. yes, yes. Draft day into that list. Those three, yeah. it's not from the player's perspective. It's yeah. from the other guys yeah. in the organization. There's kind of like those feel good, overcoming the trials, ta-da, oh, great yeah. moment things. But then there's like also like, you know, the strategy and stuff behind it, which what you're, what you're talking about there, yeah. yeah. Now, I also have to say... You're probably going to look down on this, but those three movies have three of the greatest F-bombs in movies. <laughs> in those movies. I just love that. You know? Yes. I, I do remember the draft day one. I don't remember the other ones right, off, oh. right offhand, but we, we don't we don't, we don't need, need to go and dra- I yes. just It just hit me like two seconds ago. That's, that's, that's you know, good. Yeah. The classic lines from those movies. That's right. Those are good ones. So you got kind of the managerial mm-hmm. side and things. And then let's, let's go into baseball. Baseball mm-hmm. has yeah, so each, many movies. Each individual sport has yeah. great movies. And we're going to start with baseball because there's so many. Okay. So give me... Three to five baseball movies. Okay. I grew up on The Natural. I okay. love The Natural. Okay. I've seen that once. Oh, it's it's, it's fine. Great. You know, <laughs> Robert Redford at his okay. finest in baseball. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think the like baseball movies, baseball movies are living off of what baseball is now, which is nostalgia. Yes. You know, you grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm gonna throw the next one in there. Mm-hmm. Fill the dreams. Fill the dreams. Okay. Most people I get really annoyed they're play, when they're people... They're playing a game there this yes. year. That's going to be big I think big the Yankees news. are in. Yeah, Yankees and White Sox. But, like, I get really mad when people talk about how boring Field of Dreams is. Because yeah. I'm just like, you don't understand. Just it's the, an analogy about life. Yeah. The whole, the whole like, movie, how movies are made and drawn mm-hmm. up, it's totally different now. Because, like, you got to keep them entertained now, oh, yeah. right? Whereas then you could, like, think. Anyway. So, yeah. But then the next baseball one, I'm Bull Durham. It's kind okay. of more Good on one. the uh, vulgar side. Most people uh-huh, haven't uh-huh, seen it. Uh-huh. But then I'm going to throw in two family classics, Sandlot. Oh, Every absolutely. kid grows up half and yep. about the Sandlot. Absolutely. And then, Filmed right here in Utah. Yes, it is. Yep. The Carnival, right yep. in American Fort. Yep. So That's right. And then uh, The Rookie. It's a Disney classic. Rookie, yeah. That one is on there. There's five. That's those, great. Those great are the... Oh, I think... Okay, a little <laughs> asterisk. League of Their Own. I was going to ask about that. Tom Hanks. My favorite little side story: the line, "There's no crying in baseball." Uh-huh. I'm with my daughter yesterday. She's three <laughs> years old, and she fell off our bed, and she didn't get hurt, but it scared her more. So she's crying. She's laying in bed, and I turned to her and I said, "Emma, you know, there's no crying in baseball." She stopped crying on a dime <laughs> and said, "Yeah." You weren't even playing baseball. Nope. But didn't didn't and I was it was a proud dad moment there. Most people would probably hate me for that. But I just She doesn't I, she she'll grow up to not know how to handle her feelings. I don't know. She I'm quotes it a lot. She likes to say there's no crying in baseball and Peppa Pig. I give oh, her that. Okay, okay. So there's that's baseball. Good. Baseball. That's great. Um I think in at least half those movies, um, Kevin Costner yes. was starring in them. One of the greatest Did you have For the Love movies. of the Game in there? You didn't. I didn't have For the Love of the Game. I love that one, though. That's a good one. That is a very good that's Kevin very Costner. Good Another Costner. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. I love his what's, Clear the Mechanism. What's Kevin Costner's best sports movie? And you can include Robin oh. Hood, Prince of Thieves in this because <laughs> of archery. Movie. Archery, <laughs> man. <laughs> Oh, but you're the uh, guy that speaking of puts... another speaking of another good f bomb. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you probably are the kid guy that puts like Karate Kid in there as a sport. Oh, you could. Too. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to, but you could. Yeah. Um, greatest Kevin Costner sports movie. 
I'm going to say Field of Dreams because I just yeah. love Field of Dreams so Makes much. Makes sense. Makes sense. Bull Durham's up there too. Tin <laughs> he's Cup. Got, he's, oh, golf. Tin Cup? He goes into another the golf. one. Another so cost. Another, another jump. Okay, which is better, uh, Field of Dreams or Sandlot? If you could. Uh, you cannot put them together. I can't pick between the two. <laughs> can't, I can't. It just can't be done. No, can't. Man. They're two very separate things. Sandlot is so good. It's oh, more kid friendly. Yes. That's but. why every kid needs to watch the Sandlot at least once in their life. Oh, every springtime, mm-hmm. like right around, like how it's starting to warm up, you know, I always get like, oh, I need to watch Sandlot. And then whenever like the 4th of July comes, mm-hmm. especially with my neighborhood here with the fireworks going off uh-huh. just, you know, a couple blocks away, I always want to, I always think of the Sandlot thing when they light the fireworks off and they're yeah. playing baseball. I'm Man. a little weird. Before the NFL draft, I watched draft day. Of course. Know, that's not weird. Watch that. Yeah. But then I watched the NFL draft right after. <laughs> all three days. All three days. <laughs> okay. So, so great. Baseball. Wonderful. Check. Okay. Moving on to basketball. We'll go to some yes. basketball movies. So uh, Space Jam for kids. Space Jam. You gotta have Space Jam. So good. Space Jam 2 is coming out soon with mm-hmm. LeBron James. Yeah. We'll is see that how that summer? one turned out. I don't, I don't have, think it's this really summer. Started. I think it may be next, next year. Summer, yeah. So... Um, and then, of course, Hoosiers mm-hmm. with baseball. That's classic. Or basketball. Yep. I and remember then, watching that before games, before the AF Cavemen 7th grade basketball team, and we lost, like, every <laughs> game. But I remember watching that before games, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I've got uh, He Got Game. Yeah, yeah. That's, I always remember the song from that. Okay, yeah. I think, uh, I don't even know who wrote it. But yeah, I just remember he got game anyway. Yeah. I won't sing it. Hey, Sue Shuttleworth. Everyone has jerseys with that name. Hey, Sue. Ray Allen. Yep. And then uh, Finding Forrester is kind of a personal Ooh. one. Yes, I liked Finding Forrester because he was smart and he was a basketball player. Yeah. And that was and Sean Connery was yes. in there. <laughs> yes. James Bond. Yes. But the, there wasn't as many for me for basketball. Basketball. Because you know, I left some off that you had. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mentioned some to you. Um, Glory Road. Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the new Ben Affleck one. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I mean, no. So, but um, yeah, there. I mean, there are definitely others. There's basketball, obviously. Oh yeah, the just comedies. Kidding. Just yeah. kidding. I have no idea yeah. about that. I've never seen that. I just was. That was a joke. <laughs> um, Moving on to football. Football. Yes. Let's First and foremost, Rudy. Hands you can't down. forget Rudy. So, and then mm-hmm. I had. Uh, any given Sunday, you know, good one. fight for good that one. inch. Yes. We love that inch, inch speech. Inch by an inch. And then uh, Blindside, that's another uh-huh. classic. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot in the baseball. Oh, no, I I mentioned the rookie. Never mind. Strike yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, those any, are kind of my... football ones? Just Any Given Sunday, Blindside, and Rudy. Okay. Um, my, you left out one of my... All-time favorite movies. The BYU. No, 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 no. Video cassette. (laughs) Greatest moments of BYU football history. We used to watch that as five-year-olds. I could quote that to you, the whole thing. Um, But no, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely top two favorite sports movies. Remember remember the Titans. Oh, I forgot. Remember the Titans. My bad. I apologize for such an extreme sin on that one. You better apologize for that. It has been a while. That's probably Ryan Gosling's best acting performance. (laughs) Because he was a liability. He was a a huge liability on the defense. (laughs) That was, that one's probably one of my, yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Um, Another favorite is Rudy, just because mm-hmm. it's Rudy. You introduced me to Rudy. I had never yeah. heard of it. I mean, Notre Dame, you know. The that, music is the so music, iconic. I listen to that as I, as I work, mm-hmm. you know, as I would study in school. Um, 
Frodo, or not Frodo. Bilbo. No, Sam. <laughs> Samwise. Samwise. Sean Aust Aston. Yeah. Um, yeah, just great. That, that's one of So those two are probably my top two sports movies. Yeah. Um, I could add a third in there, but it would definitely be third place. So I don't need See, to. and then my problem is I have more sports after that. Because you got golf. <laughs> you got golf. Legend movies. of Bagger Vance. Okay. You know, the greatest, greatest game. game ever played. Yeah. And then you've got the boxing, the fighter movies. There's I a love lot those. of fighter movies. Uh, there's a lot. Like, so many of the Rockies. But we're just going to go with the best Rockies. First off, yeah. Rocky Four. <laughs> Everyone knows that's the best. Okay. If you can keep them straight, you yeah. know that's the I best. I like Creed. Okay. You know, that first one. I liked Creed 2. You know, that uh -huh. was good. Uh -huh. First Rocky. That's the yeah. I like those are the ones I put. Mark Wahlberg in the fighter. Yeah. Boston accent, fighting. I love yeah. I hate Boston so there's, sports. There's I love a fighter Boston accent. And there's warrior. Warrior. They came also. out around the same time. Mm -hmm. Or oh, no, there's fighting. Fighting is that, that has Channing the, Tatum movie. No, it's not it's Channing Tatum. It's, it's the guy from, that's, that's in uh, the rugby movie. The Never Back Down? Oh, maybe it's that. There's two. Fighting okay. and Never Back Down came out at the same time. Okay. Both not sports movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna, Sorry I'm to derail. Sorry to derail the conversation. But Warrior, you brought that one up. Yeah, Warrior. That one's awesome. Okay. Tom Hardy... And I can't even remember the one guy, his older brother in the movie, but yeah. love Warrior. Yeah. And then I cannot forget the hockey movie Miracle. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Miracle is a great one. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Why did I forget the Mighty, Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks. D, D2 and D3. We could probably leave out D3, but D2. Yeah, D2 is definitely like good. They won the gold <laughs> on D2. The knuckle puck. Oh, it's knuckle puck time. Oh man, I so, love Mighty Ducks. Most people would probably put on something like Slapshot. I've never seen it. Yeah. It ends up in a lot of lists, but I just I've never watched it. Okay. So, yeah. but those were those were all my. Um, I forgot. Oh. Um, Raging Bull. Oh. You know Robert De Niro. One yeah. Of his best performances as a boxer. Black yeah. and white. Martin Scorsese. Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Yes. Yep. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Ali. Will Smith. Yeah. Hurricane. Know. Hurricane with Denzel. Yep. Denzel, another actor. He's done a lot sports. of sports movies. He got game. Remember the Titans. Uh, yep. Also in Hurricane. Yep. Just. Dennis Quaid. He's in a bunch Dennis of. Dennis Quaid. A bunch of sports movies. Always kind of plays the. There's your top three actors. <laughs> top three actors for sure. And Charlie Conway, the guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Coach, is Coach Bombay. Fourth. Coach Bombay's in fourth. From those three roles. And his cameo Disney appearance Plus in D3. bringing like a. Mighty Ducks. They're supposed TV to do a series. remake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. So probably ruin it for me, but I still love it. Though, though that is a very great and comprehensive you list. You said you said three, and I just I had you so couldn't many. do it. That is incredible. Um, what about movies like that are kind of sports, like like what I I brought up with, with archery and Robin archery? Hood, well, but like so you rodeo. You could uh, add eight seconds. You know, I, I never That's really watched movie? eight seconds. Really? You know, That's I'm a good just, one. I struggled with it. Some some rodeo movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about... There's some race car movies? There are some race car movies. I mean, cars. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, there's... Uh, which, which, surprisingly, is the worst rated Pixar movie. Really? Yeah. I'd have thought it was Bugs Life. Um, that one never really scored too well. But it was, it was, like the that second. was early on, yeah. yeah. I'll show you that so, list later. Okay. I was very surprised. No, there's some good racing ones. Uh, Rush Driven, is one yeah. that I haven't seen, but like Driven came out when we I were in high school. I remember watching Driven. So with Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. Yeah. That was the second movie. Yeah, on that. The... But like recently, Ford versus Ferrari. I really yeah. like that one. I throw that weird. in there. Yeah. So 
Um, but then there's there's some like uh, the hustler pool shooting pool. Not hustlers. Jen, Jennifer not, Lopez not is new. Hustlers. The that the we'll, we'll talk about that. Dancer. We'll talk about that later when we yes. talk halftime performance. Yes. At the the hustler. Okay. One. Okay. Pool shark. Okay. You know Paul Newman. Yes. And then a sequel to it, The Color of Money, with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. Okay. Both shooting pool. Yeah. So there are definitely like those other yeah. movie, sports movies that could maybe be, mm-hmm. but but we're we're keeping it strictly. In, so I forgot Invincible, you know. Oh yeah. Mark Wahlberg, the walk yeah. on for the Eagles. For the, yeah, for the yeah. the football one. That's a good one. Man, there's a lot of a lot out there. Yeah. Um, which genre or which sport is your favorite? Baseball, football. You know, I just I think you're the good. baseball movies are some of baseball. my favorites. They're they're good. Because even like the management movies, it's the ones about managing baseball. Moneyball, yeah, yeah. Moneyball is pretty sweet. So um, I'd probably definitely say football. Um, yeah, just you know, Rudy and Remember the Titans. That does go. it for me. But does a boy good? It sure does. Um, so yeah, that's Ryan's uh, movie corner. For the- <laughs> there you go. There's Ryan's recommendations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so see them all, please. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe next year we'll break it down a little bit more mm-hmm. and uh, try to keep it to three, please. <laughs> Impossible. Just kidding. All right. So up next, we will talk to you about some college football. All right, welcome back to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop. I'm Dewey. I'm Goop. And we are now here to talk a little bit of college football. Lewis, tell me your thoughts on this past college football season. You know, it was something surprising to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would have never thought, first and foremost... LSU would have been that good. Right. You know, they have been a 15, consistently underperforming team. 15 and 0, mm-hmm. national championship, Heisman winner, and they they pretty much dominated. Well, I mean, the first half of the national championship game was pretty close. Yeah. But like you could definitely tell they were the better team out there. Yeah. Are they the best college football team ever? Uh, you know, I always hate when people ask those questions cuz I think it's really hard to compare. Right. I mean, agreed. Um it's just they maybe Clemson just wasn't as prepared for them as Clemson thought they were, mm-hmm. and another team could have given them a run for their money. Who knows? So I won't say they're the best, but I don't know if I could tell you who was ever the best team out there. True, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of and sports the, analysts who will throw some stats out, and, and they always well. I mean, throwing stats out today like mm-hmm. totally skews it to the modern day teams' favor yeah. because a we keep a lot more stats. Mm-hmm. And be like spread all, offenses, offenses we, are just yeah. crazy, right? Um, but then you'll always get like, oh, the team from the nineteenth, the Army team from nineteen sixties, or Roger Staubach's Navy yeah. team, you know, or whatever it is. And um, you just can't compare, right? Mm-hmm. And like the athletes to today would, they're just so so more so much better than the athletes back then. Mm-hmm. But if the athletes back then trained like the athletes today, who knows? You know exactly. So it's it's hard to do that. Um, but like, I think they're the most, they're one of the most dominant teams that I've ever seen. They really just, I watched them, (coughs) 
<coughs> played Utah State. Oh yeah, they they crushed, crushed them. I I had some I hope. Felt, I Utah felt, State could keep it close, and I, I think felt, they kept it close for like less than a minute. I felt bad for Utah State. Oh man, that was because they were not not only were they losing, but they were getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like, physically beaten in that game. Um, they had a great close game against Alabama. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring this up. I didn't but, get to watch it, and that makes me really sad. But um, you know, back and forth, and th- I think that's one thing that I I really enjoyed about this LSU team was that they were like you thought you had them down. Mm-hmm. They were like you punched them, and they were like Going staggering, down. you know. And then they would come back, and they would throw a punch right back at you, and it would often knock you out. See, it, like against Texas. Yeah, you know they had that oh, back yeah, and that, forth right mm-hmm. there. I think it was week two or three of the season. It looked like Texas was going to win. Texas is back, baby. <coughs> and then LSU just, boop, you oh, know, Joe Burrow with the wave to the Texas crowd. Yeah. That one. It was like the, uh, what is it? I can't remember the guy's name on game day. Who does the wave with the mascot head? Lee Corso. Lee Corso. I wanted to say Lou Holtz, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> but, like, he was waving like he does to the Texas yeah. crowd after he scored that touchdown at the end. Um, Joe Burrow. What? I mean, talk about... Big Ball Burrow. <laughs> that's uh, that's one of his nicknames. Talk about a cocky son of a gun. Oh, yeah. But, like, he can back it up. Or at least he, he could. He backed this it up this year. Like, I don't know what he was doing the previous three or four years he was mm-hmm. there in college, but... That's my biggest thing is everyone is just like, he's the greatest thing that ever happened, but no one looks what at his What was he the last few years? Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the difference? I point to, you know, he the, the stars lined up for him this year, and, and, and he made the most of it. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. You know, he had some great targets. He had a great offensive coach who's like, these are the plays we're going to call that go to my strengths. And, you know, I think in other situations, maybe not as successful as this year. I think, um, I mean, obviously, the more you play and things, the game slows down for you, the better Mm -hmm. you are. And you can, and I think if you can show that continual progression, that says something for you. Because, like, some people cap out, Mm -hmm. you know, like Johnny Manziel after his freshman year or whatever. Some people cap out in high school like myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um... And, you know, some people, they, they just keep on improving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so, like, to see the Joe Burrow improve like that, I think the game just slowed down a bunch. And, mm-hmm. like, I think his supporting cast was way better than yeah. they'd had before. Great targets. But, like, LSU's been great in the past. Mm-hmm. But this year, they were just able to put it all together because Joe Burrow was that missing piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because they've, they've always had great running backs, great defense, blah, 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 blah. But, like, they're, they're struggling at quarterback. He is a prime example for the transfer portal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he was supposed to play at Ohio State. He had fallen in the depth chart behind some big-name quarterbacks. And you know, some not-so-big, not Tate so, Martell. Yeah, who he's fallen. <laughs> he's fallen as well. Yeah, but, but, like, so then he transfers to LSU, and he makes the most of that transfer. Yeah, yeah. The transfer portal can be a great thing, for mm-hmm. sure. Especially if you're an LSU Tigers. Fan, go Tigers! <laughs> it's a, it's a shame you're an Alabama fan because you could do a great Ed Ogeron. <laughs> I but, can't, cannot say that name. But um, so looking forward to next year. Um, you know, spring football has started for the Cougs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of quarterback competition going on. Yeah, uh, they picked up a big transfer in Devonte Henry Cole from Utah. Um, Everyone's wondering, is this the year the streak ends? They opened the season with Utah. Again. And Utah's lost a lot of their team. They've lost a lot of talent, yeah. 
to senior graduations to the NFL. So yeah. can this year snap? Exactly. So there, Bowie has some question marks at receiver. Um, I think a small question mark at running back. And then on defense, there's some big holes to fill. Um, especially. I'm sure Kafusi will fill it. <laughs> so, well, what, not not Devin Kafusi because apparently he's transferring. Hey, he could stay. He could stay. He, he could, could stay. stay. Um, Devin, if you ever listen to this, please stay. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's the most. It's probably the best schedule BYU's had since going independent. Mm-hmm. They only have one gimme game, which is Northern Alabama. So I mean, that's just like any other P5 team that has a yeah. gimme game. Alabama has three of those every year, practically. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, a great home schedule with Michigan State, Missouri, you know, some big-name teams coming to town. So it'll be a great year to watch the Cougs. Hopefully they can, you know. I talked to our BYU insider, Josh Camp, the other day, and he said, you know, how he, he he's pretty he's pretty even-keeled on the Cougs right now. But as mm-hmm. the season gets closer... That's going to ramp up, you know. If only Camp was here to give us a Gokooks. And he, he said he'd probably guess, if he had to give a prediction right now, he'd probably guess, you know, like 7-6, and 8-4, and 8-5 or whatever. But no way. That's right now, as of in March. No way. Come, come July or August, you, bet, you better believe it's going to be back to 11-2. I was going to say, I don't think Camp can put the numbers 8-4 and four together in one <laughs> sentence. It just hurts him too much. So, I mean, that's that's something to look forward to mm-hmm. um, in the college football world and different things. Everyone wants to know, you know, is Trevor, outside of BYU for college football, is Trevor Lawrence going to bounce back this year? National I don't, title game? I don't think he bounced down. or like he, I don't, he didn't have a great game, and that's why they're like, is, will he get back to the title game? Well, the team he was better? playing was a lot better than the Alabama team the year before. So, you know what I mean? So the defense was better than anything he's faced? Yeah, or... I think so. I, I mean, because their schedule is pretty weak. Yeah, but you know I, I mean? think the problem is he, he had some throws that just weren't cried, quite on target. I think that right. game would have been closer had he had a little bit more accuracy with his throws. But right. I'm not talking but like terrible. His, his accuracy was off because he was rattled. Well, because be they were better and they were getting to it. You All know I, I want to say is I was super happy with the outcome of the game because it was just like that Alabama-Clemson game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where Clemson just year. rocked Alabama yeah. and so, it was a yeah. terrible feeling and everyone was so happy. And I was like, for all you bandwagon Clemson fans, <laughs> when LSU rocked you... I'll follow, I'll follow Dabo Sweeney anywhere, man. <laughs> Give me some Dabo. Good old Dabo. I'm just kidding. All right, so that is our college football recap for this past year, and we look forward to what's coming up next. All right, welcome back to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop, and we are here to talk some NFL football. Ball. Is that a that's a double Are you ready for some football? Saying NFL football, that's like yeah. that's not the right way to say that. Anyway, I apologize. But that's why we only occasionally talk about it. Um but yes, the the Super Bowl happened this past year. The congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh I way mean, to you go. Know, gotta give it up. To Andy Reid finally getting I'm ecstatic the that ring. he won that. I've Absolutely. always wanted Reid to get that ring. Yes, being a BYU guy, you know, and you know, it just his his offensive uh what's the word? Engine prowess. Yeah, prowess, sure. We'll make up words. No, that's a real word. Um but yes, the Super Bowl 
featured the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, which, not going to lie, I was very surprised the 49ers made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they, what, didn't they start off the season like 7-0, 9-0 or something like that? And I was like, well, they haven't played anybody, blah, 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 blah. But, like, they just kept winning. They had some lows of teams they should have beat. But then they had some highs, like beating the Saints in the regular season, yeah. George Kittle drive at the end, yeah. you know. They they're a solid team. Yeah, I'm like I only occasionally watch the NFL yeah. because this is the occasional sports podcast. And um, but they but like the 49ers, they have Fred Warner. You know, keep an mm-hmm. eye on that. Cheering on Kinda the BYU guys. Kept on uh, kept an eye on Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, just kind of see. I was really disappointed in his performance. I thought mm-hmm. he was a lot better than that. But um, but man, what can you say about the Kansas City Chiefs? Man, they were. They're legit. They, they just had everything. They, right? The, so many offensive weapons. They say defense wins championships, mm-hmm. but do they? Not this year. <laughs> Definitely the offense won it. I mean, like, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, what, what can't that guy do? Okay, I heard, I read an article that Patrick Mahomes came out and said he just only recently learned how to read defenses. <laughs> you know? Which is scary. If well, that's like, true. He had an awesome year this year, but like that's scary if he's just barely learning how to read yeah. a defense. Although, like I remember watching him back at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and that's I could believe that statement. Yeah, because he had some boneheaded plays. Like you were like I remember watching him. Like wow, he's a great athlete. Too bad he's a bonehead. Mm-hmm. You know, half the time. But and so and he's a really great baseball player too. And so when he chose. Football or baseball, I thought, like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> you can make millions and sit there in baseball. And he's about to make some big millions. Yes, exactly. But Patrick Mahomes broke the Madden curse. Mm-hmm. He was on the cover of Madden. But well, that won. curse went, that dated back to, like, the 90s, it didn't it? It was a long it? time. It was a long curse. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Allstott was part of that. Do you remember, remember what, what was the running back for the Browns who was Yes, Peyton, Peyton Hillis. Hillis, yes. I yeah. He got on that cover and then like no one ever heard uh, from him again. Yeah, he vanished. Mm-hmm. I think like he Donovan McNabb. He, he went to the Bermuda Triangle and just poof. Disappeared. Gone. Yeah. McNabb was on that. I think the year yep. he was on, they got to the Super Bowl, just lost. Just he lost. was terrible. Yeah. And then him and T.O. started fighting. Yeah, that was an Andy Reid team there. But yes. Um, I mean, it was a real exciting game. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, 49ers came out, punched them in the fa- in the face, kind of controlled they, it. They contr- I would say 49ers controlled three the ma- of the four quarters. Majority of the game. Kind of similar to what the Falcons did to the Patriots a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And what's the common denominator there? Oh, that's Kyle Shanahan. Oh, yeah. The head coach of the 49ers. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Um, he blew it. And and for the 49ers, he was calling the offensive plays. Mm-hmm. So offensive play calling in both. And I just thought he got way too conservative with his yeah. play calls. And then he kind of panicked at the end and had Jimmy Garoppolo try to throw it. And it didn't work. The the defense for Kansas City really stepped up towards the end. And they were rushing him. It, yeah. it, it made it tough for him to get those throws. But in the first half, he had all the time in the world on his throws. Right. He just they, was yeah, picking them apart. They they were keeping uh, the, four, the Chiefs on edge for sure. Yeah. Like you could tell they were controlling the game. But then... Like I kind of felt like I was just waiting for the Chiefs to like get it going. Like, when is their big plays gonna come? When is it gonna happen? And then it finally did with that deep pass from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, 
you know, they're... Oh, dude, uh, he had the deep pass to Sammy Watkins, too. Yes, yes. Watkins was a huge part of that. But, um, yeah, overall, a good Super Bowl. Yes, we happened to be at the same, you know, location. We were over at the Houghtons. You know? Um, Casey doesn't listen to this podcast. No, Casey so we, doesn't listen to anything. We could not even his wife. No, he does not. Especially not his wife. Yeah. And so she we can yelled say, at him a lot. We can say whatever we want because he was not listening. <laughs> but yes, thanks to the Houghtons for having us over. Um, you know, the Becks were also there. Yes, we had all of our kids. Um, it was crazy. And then my daughter hit my other daughter with a bat. Last time I was at the house, lost, lost the tooth. My mm-hmm. daughter found a pair of scissors and just started cutting her own hair. Oh, I felt bad because at first the Houghtons thought it was their daughter, but I knew my own daughter yeah. was cutting her own hair. She went through a. I still, phase. I still would have blamed it on so, her. No, sure. no, we told her like, no, your daughter didn't do anything. Ours just likes to go to town with scissors. Yeah. I think actually, I think it was Casey's daughter that hit. <laughs> Come to double double take, actually, no, but it was it was a fun time, um, and you know we watched the halftime show. Yes, kind of you know pretty controversial. Yeah, um, a lot of I mean a lot of strong opinions about that. Yes, so whichever way you you feel or whatever, I don't really care. I don't um, really like. I don't hate Jennifer Lopez's music. I've just never. After the, what was it, ninth grade, the Jenny from the Block? Oh, yeah. That was about the last Jennifer Lopez song I really listened to. Yeah. Next to some soundtrack she did for a kid's show that my daughter loves. Yeah. You know. So I've never been like big means Utopia. No. No. That's Shakira. Um, Home. That alien one with Rihanna and Sheldon off Big Bang Theory. He's like a little purple alien. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is the mom in that movie, and she does like the main song. On really? That. You would have thought Rihanna would have done that song. I have no idea. But it was Jennifer Lopez, and my daughter loves that song. Wow. She knows it by word for word. Wow. And sings it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, I mean, however you felt about the halftime show, yeah. whatever. I think the thing we would talk about at the halftime show was the age of the performers. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, J-Lo is... 50. 50. Shakira's... 40s. 40s. Yeah. And I love Shakira's little... little, 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 little thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. Very cultural, like, but very yeah. mean. And, like, and everyone I, uses it as a meme. I think I think the big thing that I took away from it was, like, people that are familiar, more familiar with those cultures and mm-hmm. things, they're like, that felt like like a Latino, Latino yeah. culture. You know what I mean? My, Which... I'm all for like yeah. that. Great for Cultural. them. You know. My only question for you is: Can you say her name once, or do you have to say it twice? Shakira, Shakira. Yes. Yeah. I you can't say to. it once. Every time I hear her name, it's I'm like, Oh, Shakira, her hips. Shakira. You her gotta hips, say it. Her hips don't lie. That's they everyone has a pun about hips not lying. Absolutely. So yes, good hips. Um, so yeah. So I mean, talking about halftime performances, which whatever. Mm. Um, if you could, there, that's been a touchy subject in the yeah. past, thanks to Janet Jackson and Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake. But if you could pick a half time Super Bowl halftime performance of any kind, of any, anybody, who would it yeah. be? Who would it be? I, I think first and foremost, Eminem. I think Eminem really? doing probably not very family appropriate. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, but like 
Eminem, I think, would give an epic one just for his music. It wouldn't be showy. A lot of people love the showmanship. Yeah. And I'm very much missing out because Eminem, I don't think, has a showmanship. It's just his music would be very awesome for yeah. halftime. Yeah. Showmanship, though, I mean, oh, that one's really tough. I want to say having some, I kind of wish like Elton John would be probably like a yeah, good showmanship. Absolutely. I would have liked Elton to be. I think, I think somebody like that too would be a little more, it would be cross-generational, yeah. you know, like family friendly. Crocodile Rock. Yeah, I know, think if you could get, get something like that or if you could get like, uh, I want to say like the Beatles, but they're obviously not around. Yeah. But if you could get like a Actually, what I just An thought actual, of. actual, like, really good tribute band? Just I don't know. thought of Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi would be Bon sweet. Jovi would have been a killer. You two did did a halftime show. 2001. Yeah, it was oh, right 9/11. after 9-11. Yeah. yeah, that would be really good to have, like, some somebody of that, Yeah, you know. I know, like, the Rolling Stones did one recently, and it the was The Eagles did good. one fairly recently. Yeah. I'm not really into those guys. Yeah. They're fine. Um, I think but a Taylor think... Swift type thing would be really good. Ah, I don't know. Um, not big just because well I mean like her her music crosses a lot of genres yeah. I don't think she would do it for the NFL because no. they well and I know views. a lot of people would really love like Jay Z to do yeah. one yeah a Jay Z Beyonce because Beyonce did one but like I thought Lady Gaga's a couple years ago was pretty good I thought Katy Perry did a good job yeah you know very except, showmanship except for that shark you know <laughs> that left shark <laughs> Dang the left right shark. one was okay that left one. <laughs> Just oh, like, look at me. Do you remember when Missy Elliott came on and people were like were <laughs> yeah. tweeting out like, yeah. oh, Beyonce's so nice. These up young and upcoming stars. Everyone look at her. Like, do everyone out. remember Missy Elliott? <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't reverse it. It's your one yet. I think uh, there's some good options out there. Yeah. Um, there's been some big duds lately. You would have thought Maroon 5 would have been a good one. I thought that was a dud yeah, when they did it. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Imagine Dragons hasn't done one yet. Yeah, they, I mean, like they Super Bowl's kind of like next level. The though. college huh. football. Yeah, they did. They did that, that and song, that one huh. really just didn't go well. I could see them doing it in the future, though. So, or maybe they should just like go the other way and do like Nickelback. <laughs> oh, that would be. They the should worst. have like Nickelback and Creed. Oh, and oh bad. <laughs> Daughtry. Hoobastank. Hoobastank. The reason at halftime would have just ruined a football game, man. I swear that song was on the radio 24-7. Yes, it was. All the time. On some As soon as you hear those piano keys, just dun, 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 dun. What about like Linkin Park? You know, I don't know. A lot of people don't like Linkin Park. They're a great soundtrack to a movie. I just don't know about live performance. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, they could go a lot of different ways here. Yeah. But anyway, we'll hopefully you know we'll see next year who the NFL brings back, and uh, hopefully we'll talk about the game more than we will the halftime show. <laughs> unlike what happened this it year. It was good. Let's uh, you know before we move off of any of the NFL, Taysom Hill this year. Oh yeah, Taysom, boy Taysom, he is gonna make some money. He was. He was the sole reason the Saints stayed in their playoff game. I yeah. mean, he. It's so like I. I understand that. Like he played great, they did really well, um, and I remember Sean Payton saying like after the game, like, "Oh, we should have played him more, given the ball to him more and stuff." And I understand that, but I feel like that kind of attitude is kind of what BYU had a little too much when mm-hmm. when he was quarterbacking there. It's like, "Oh, we got Taysom, mm-hmm. we got to use Taysom," and you don't use all of your weapons. No, you know no. what I mean. And so they focused too much on that. And I just kind of felt like that's kind of like how it how it's trending there. Um, so 
Because, like, I mean, they're good because Drew Brees would throw it around to everybody. Taysom doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. He runs it and can catch it. And then every now and then he he has a pass in him. Yeah, but he completed, like, seven passes this year. But if everyone is expecting a pass from him, I I don't think he quite has the arm strength of Drew. So you got to keep his as the surprise. Oh, look, he can throw. But, like, Drew Brees is coming back. Mm -hmm. Taysom is probably coming back. They're going to pay him a lot of money. There, or somebody will have to have to give up, give the, him a lot of money to to get him away yeah. from the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've heard people say like, oh maybe they'll uh, they'll use Taysom a lot more this year, mm-hmm. give Drew Brees a break, you know, kind some of people, load load management some type people stuff. Look, they're like, is this Taysom will take over the team when Drew's done? Because yeah. Drew's is getting to his forties. Yeah. And so he doesn't have a lot of years left. Yeah, his arm was starting to look tired this year mm-hmm. at some points. But, um, yeah, so I think it would definitely be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know, he may be the greatest quarterback with a T name next year. Better than go. Tom Brady. <laughs> but, but, speaking of Tom Brady, is Tom Brady going to even be with the Patriots? Who knows where he's going to be? First time in his career he's a free agent. Yeah. Tom Brady's forty-two. I I honestly can't believe somebody would give him a three-year deal, right? I don't really know. Um, but we, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Tom Brady. And you better believe we will break it here, break it down here on the occasional sports podcast. Well, we probably a few weeks after. I was it happens. Say we may occasionally break it. <laughs> we'll occasionally break it down every now and then. But yes, uh, yes, that's what's that's what's been happening in the NFL. Um, this year, and uh, we'll talk some more occasional sports here soon. All right, all right, welcome back to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop. And here, this segment, we are occasionally talking about NBA basketball. No, that's ESPN. Yeah, Dang I, it. I, I wish the NBA thing. I don't remember. Because, like, Monday Night Football has the... What the hell? Oh, yeah, the... No, that's... No, that's... Is it? That's Heart of a Chance. Yeah, Heart of... Yeah, it's the thing. Sorry. It was NBA on NBC. That's what that was. Um. Yes. So, NBA basketball. Man, season's all... I mean, we're in the second half of the season. Oh, yeah. Coming down the stretch. It's ending here in a few weeks. Playoff race is tightening up. Jazz are as streaky as ever. Oh, um, man. All-Star game happened about a month ago. But before the All-Star game even, Kobe Bryant passed away mm-hmm. tragically in a helicopter accident, um, killing his daughter and seven others. And... Lewis, where were you when you first heard that? You texted me. I texted. It was, uh, I want to say, Sunday morning, even before church. I, yeah, mine was right after church, yeah. So, so Somewhere around there, yeah. Something along those lines, and I just kept refreshing Twitter Yeah. to try and get the latest news on it. Yeah, TMZ broke it, mm-hmm. which kind of made you think, like, is this real? Well, and I went to visit my grandma later that day, and mm-hmm. CNN just kept it was all constant on the news cycle on yeah. CNN on it. So, yeah, I believe I just saw it on Twitter or something, and then I texted out to our our yeah. our, our guys buddies I, text. At first, I thought it was a hoax because you usually hit yeah. that every now and then. So and so died from TMZ, and then it's yeah. like, no, I didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, when I when I first saw it, I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a helicopter accident, and I thought, 
Well, maybe because that was that's like his thing, right? Yeah, that's how he would beat traffic, spend more time with his family. That was his thing was flying a helicopter, right? Or riding in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe. And then I was like, oh crap, is it his whole family? Or that's what I was worried yeah. about. And then it was like, oh, his daughter was there, and it's like, who? Just one of his daughters, but still, like, yeah. his daughter. Well, it- and not just like any, but like the one that was like following in his yeah. footsteps. You were, you're a communications major. You kind of know a lot more about journalism than I do. But like journalistic standards seem to have gone out the window that day. Yeah. Because everyone wanted to hit the latest and break the gr- latest info. So I heard like Robert Ory was on the. the Rick Fox. Like Rick, Rick Fox. Fox. Yeah. That was it. Rick Fox was on there, which he wasn't. Right. It was whole family. Yeah. And it was just him and the one daughter. And then you come to find out there was these other... Um, yeah, seven other people. Girls on the team yeah. and then their parents and then another coach. Like, it slowly yeah. evolved, but it used to only be like there was two dead. Right. And then it just kept getting more... Right. Um, numbers. But apparently the, the helicopter got lost in the fog. Mm-hmm. And then... Crashed into the well, side of the mountain. Still an under investigation. Yeah, and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, the NBA took it really hard, obviously, yeah. because he was so such an integral part of everything. And they, everyone had a Kobe story. That oh was yeah, what was? And I think that's that's a big thing. Like, so he's been retired a few years now, but like a lot of the players in the league grew up watching him and idolizing him. Mm-hmm. He was the Michael Jordan of their day. A lot of the guys in the league still played with him. Yeah, you know. So, like, they had those relationships, and, like, he was just so good and so well-known, mm-hmm. right? I think that was another big thing. I, I watched, uh, there's a, a series on Showtime, but they'll put the interviews on YouTube, All the Smoke, mm-hmm. and it's Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, and they okay. interview players, and they had just interviewed Kobe, oh, really? like, two weeks before, and they, it's like an hour-long interview, and I, and I watched it. And it was just interesting to hear the stories that Kobe would tell, the stories that they had on on the court. Because, like, Steven Jackson was in high school with Kobe. Oh, really? And then Matt Barnes was around that time yeah, as Matt Barnes well. Yeah, the ball in his face. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was because of that Kobe sought him out to be on the team. Oh, really? Just because anyone who'd do that would want him as a guy. teammate. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it, there's just these awesome Kobe stories. Yeah. That you're like, we never would have heard had he not passed away. And it's sad. I wish people would. He's still here and people would. Yeah. I think there are. I mean, there are a lot of. I mean, I remember watching Kobe Bryant and like hating him. Yeah. Because he was so good. So like it was like more of a respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I remember watching. So like he had that. Was it his rookie year with the Jazz when he airballed like two Mm -hmm. or three shots and lost the game for the Lakers? And so it was kind of like, yeah, we own Kobe. But, like, I remember him, like, just, like, annihilating the Jazz. He was a Jazz killer. The Lakers were Jazz killers. And, like, every shot he would put up would go in. And you're like, how is that possible? He was just so freaking good. And I remember just, like, like being so mad at him for doing that. But then then just, like, like being so honored that I was able to watch it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, his nostrils (laughs) flared out. And a smug his, look on his face when he would make those... His Mamba mentality. Yeah. yeah. And it just drove you insane. But you respected it. Yeah. Like, you could not deny yeah. how good it was. Yeah. And when I always think of Kobe, of, I think of him just, like, outworking and mm-hmm. out, like, he'll do anything to, to you know, to be the best. I, I love I love the, 
the stories like that is his teammates told of him in the, in his later years in the league when he uh, like called him Charmin, you know, mm-hmm. said they were soft. Yeah. And then one one game he took all their Kobe shoes back and like threw them. He's like, you guys don't deserve to wear these. <laughs> and like oh, yeah. just like the stories, stories like of him at and, practice just picking yeah. fights because and it's... like Shaq what he told it at his uh, at his uh, memorial, um, you know just that he wasn't going <laughs> to oh, yeah. pass the ball. Shaq told there's him no, there's, no there's no I in team. team. Yeah, and he Kobe yeah. looked at him and said, "There's an M E in that." Yeah, you know, blankety blank. And uh, so it was pretty, you know, just just kind of funny stories. But um, and then like the whole thing with him being a dad yeah. and how much he loved his girls and his girl dad. Girl thing. dad trended for a while, yeah. and we both are in that camp. Yeah, you know. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, I remember. I think it was Mitch that I was talking to. And he's like, I'm just sad about it. And like it is. Like I don't. I didn't really like idolize him or you know he wasn't a big part of my team or anything. But it's just like oh man, you never know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And like lately, I've loved learning about some of the players that were way before my time dr j you know larry bird really was pretty much before my time and magic johnson um you know robert parish yeah all those guys and like i kind of wish kobe could have been that type of guy for you know if i ever have future sons my daughter gets into basketball yeah talk about you know them, and they see him as an older, but like he's gone. Right. You never know what you have till they're gone. And I think I think uh, it was maybe somebody said it, or I was thinking about it, and it's like we're the the saddest part about it is that he still had so much to give, mm-hmm. whether it's with like giving back to you know basketball to his family through like women's basketball and his daughter. Like mm-hmm. he was going to be an advocate and you know help people and achieve all these things and get had so much more to give and it's and it just and that's the, the really sad thing you know yeah that it's like he was gonna you could see he was gonna do all these great things and it's just do you, you have know. a favorite kobe moment um not i mean not one that comes to mind per se other than you know kind of what i said about the jazz yeah. just like him watching it watching him i got one him. yeah and it was not so much a moment as a clip that we all saw Oh yeah, the, it's uh, yeah, it was <laughs> for the yeah. I'm doing a little hand sign, but they were showing it was the Redeem team. Yes, it was when America 2012 Olympics. No, I think it was 20 2008 is what it was. Or, the team that went to okay. China because America hadn't won gold in basketball the previous Olympics, so they finally decided we're going to get the best of the best to play. Mm-hmm. And LeBron was with Kobe. And they, he joked that the Lakers had this hand signal that Kobe would do, and LeBron had explained what it means is get the freak out of the way. Just yeah. give me the ball and get the F out of my way. It was ISO. ISO, yeah. It was just give, give him the ball get him out of there. And, and so and we were just watching it in our apartment. We were all busting up laughing at that. And yeah. So for some reason, that's still one of my favorite. Because yeah. then we would just do the hand sign when we would play basketball. Um, yeah, I, uh, I liked Afro Kobe, I think. Okay. I, I liked his swagger. He really. had some swag. He had some definite swagger. But, like, the precision of 24 Kobe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, and, and, like, you talk about his final game against the Jazz. I hate that they keep playing that. I think oh. it's so sweet. Like, there's you can't think of a better way to go out. I know, but even it's against you, the Jazz. Even Why if couldn't it have been someone else? I think it's like Jazz weren't making the playoffs that year. I know. Like, they, they were eliminated earlier in the, earlier in the day yeah. or whatever. But, like, I mean, what a way to go out. 
You know what I mean? And I, I love I love that when he lights like the end of the game, there's a few seconds left. Everybody's going crazy. And he looks over at his wife and his girl sitting there and he just kinda like smiles sheepishly and like, you know, winks at her and laughs. And it's like like man, like like that was fun. Yeah. You know what you, I mean? You can't write like, a better was, story. It was so funny. No, anyway. He had some pretty good commercials too. I love his uh Jalen Rose eighty one commercial. I think ESPN did it or something. He like they're in a bar and the bartender asked him what he's ordering and he said a drink. They said how many and he said eighty one. Oh. <laughs> and Jalen Rose is looking at him because he, he scored eighty one points on him. Then he's like, just kidding. That's funny. So yeah, he's uh, he was a good one. So we definitely miss. We'll miss you know hearing from him in the future and stuff. But that so that happened right before the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the NBA didn't cancel any games. Maybe they should have. That's up for debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found some ways to honor Kobe during the All Star game. Um, players wore number two and number twenty four. Was it twenty four? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for uh, his daughter and him. And a lot of NBA games right after the accident took the, 24 second the shot, shot violations. And the, yeah, in the eight second half court. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the in the All Star game they put in the Elam ending, meaning you had to reach a certain point point total instead of a a timed you know timed game. Mm-hmm. And they they take the total after three quarters at 24 points. And there's there's your target score, I guess, right? Yeah. Then I thought that was great. It made for a competitive game at the end. Absolutely. Like these, these guys were mad and they were yeah. trying. Yeah, I think uh, you know that fourth quarter, like the best players on both sides on both teams played the whole game, mm-hmm. except for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he didn't play he in the fourth had quarter. An awesome All Star game <laughs> he and did. was never in the fourth quarter. He played, t- scored twenty something points, had some big dunks, had some blocks. Um, yeah, it was that was super exciting um, to see Rudy Gobert play so well and, in his first. And Donovan Mitchell game. made it as an All Star yeah. too. Jazz got two. Donovan Donovan made it. He played okay. Played fine. Mm-hmm. He's got a great personality, you know, and everything like All Star game kind of thing. He's still young, first All Star game. But I think I think it was awesome for Rudy to to get that and to play so well. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, he's not really like an All Star game type player. But like he proved he was, and he was even in the MVP talks that they're like, yeah. who should be MVP? And Rudy Gobert and his stat line was up there, so I thought that was great. Um, Had an awesome dunk contest. Yes. In it. Yes. Some people, I mean, I don't know if it is. Some people were saying it's one of the greatest ever. Uh, I think that one a couple of years ago yeah. with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine were. I think better. it. Really, just what happened was is there was just a lot of really good dunks, and it kept going because they kept yeah. tying. Yeah. I've, I'm with everybody. I think Aaron Gordon got robbed. Yeah. You know, they messed up the score on that. But Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, was a, it was a good dunk contest. Um, and uh, Chance the Rapper performed at halftime for the All-Star game, which caught, which made me and uh, my brother-in-law think, like, so the NBA games, All-Star game is going to be the Jazz in two, three years. I, no, I thought about it. Who was going to play for the Jazz? Like, who's like, from Utah? For the... For the, for the, the All Star game for the when it's in Utah. Who's gonna play for him? The halftime. Who will be the halftime? Post Malone. Oh, there you go. Hands Post down, Malone. man. He does yeah. live in Utah. That's that was that was what me and my brother in law were thinking. We we're like, man, who's the because like Chance the Rapper, Chicago through and mm-hmm. through. Yeah. You know. Well, they try and do. They get like a homeboy. Yeah. I mean, the introductions that Common did. Yeah. For that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. 
And so it's like, all right, what are they going to do when they come to Utah and different things? You might get Imagine Dragons. Post Malone, man. There we go. That that is much more. All NBA. posty. Yep. So and like it's Malone's, like Carl Malone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, yeah. So now second half. Well, it's more than the second half this year. Yeah. It's like two thirds, right? The Jazz, streakiest team in the NBA. Boy, they were hitting a high streak. Or that they won like all star nineteen out of twenty one. Yeah, it was. Everyone was excited. They lose four straight out at home. All of them. Yeah. After the All Star win. Five, five straight, five, and now now lose they lost four. One. Yeah, like it's it's it comes in groupings. They don't just like win one, lose one, or win two, lose. No. One. It's like four and five, grouped in fours and fives. They are the extreme one way, or oh, they will man. either sweep in the playoffs or get swept. And and it's just been a hit and miss. I mean, Bogdanovich has been a great pickup, but he, there's some games he comes away with just eleven points. Yeah. Mike Conley's still trying to find He's his trying thing. to find his He's starting to figure that out a little bit. They but. they lost to the Raptors the other night, but like Conley Rudy, did great. Rudy and Donovan Rudy, just Rudy Gobert terrible. had like six points or yeah, something. Yeah, Donovan had like eleven. Two, yeah, like it was not great. So they're still trying to find that consistency, which it's a little too late for that. Yeah. But hopefully they pull it out really soon. They're still in the playoffs. Yep. And they're not that far from maybe like a, a, two, seed. a two seed. Yeah, they were a game back. But they're not the that day. far from falling to like, like six seven. or something. Yeah. I think eight is, per, is still multiple games, but like seven is like maybe game and a half. Yeah. They, they got to figure it out here soon. And their schedule is not the easiest mm. going down the stretch. No. Which is kind of a bummer. But. Um, yeah, and Damian Lillard had that really hot streak right before the All-Star break. Man, that time he played the Jazz, he was heated. Yes. He, I, I mean, I think that's some of the best basketball anybody's played in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And that includes, like, Giannis and LeBron. Like, yeah. just, like, the level he was playing at was, like, next world. Yeah. Level, you know what I mean? He didn't get to play in the All-Star game because he got injured. I wonder if he really did or if he was like, oh... I just I'd like to rest. So well, he rolled that ankle in the the games yeah. before. So yeah, it's he like, rolled it. Yeah. But if he was like, oh, I think Devin Booker deserves it. I I, I, I just wonder. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> if that was like some showmanship, but like Damian Lillard's one of those like he's an elite play, elite player. Like he would be playing in that fourth quarter of that game. Oh, yeah. No matter what, you know what I mean. Like he and he'd be shooting it from the half court line. Yeah. Like he's he's one of those players, which is awesome to see. Um, so yeah, he's been playing extremely well, but I mean, the surprise of the NBA year I want to put out yeah. is the Golden State Warriors are the worst team in basketball yeah. almost yeah. pretty much. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have anybody on there. They don't team. have Durant. They don't have Steph. They don't have Steph Clay. Steph just came back this week. Yeah. Clay's out for the season. Draymond Green has been sucking it up. Draymond's you know? the worst. So, um, I, I, I almost feel like they need to figure out how to just keep Steph out. And they can secure the number one pick. Yeah. You know? Uh, but who's the number one pick this year? It's, it's a weak draft year. Yeah. It's just, just like the college basketball season. Like, there's no favorite. But, like, like let's have a break. I mean, they've been going so high. Well, he's been, he's been off for, like, six months. He's <laughs> Give fine. Give him a year. Give him a year. He's fine. Um, but, you know, Steph's a former MVP. Um, the MVP talk this year is really... It was kind of a runaway show with Giannis, mm-hmm. but LeBron's gained some steam here the last he, couple weeks. I mean, I think he's still leading the NBA in assists. Mm-hmm. You never thought you'd have LeBron went like leading that, right? 
a statistical category that is not supposed to be led by LeBron. <laughs> yeah, and he's still averaging 20, you know, 25 points or so a game. Um, but Giannis is still the favorite right now, but you know, so things could change yeah. here down the stretch. I feel like one key to LeBron's game that I don't think I've noticed before that seems to just be happening more this year is an outside shot. Yeah. I've never really considered LeBron a great shooter. Not that he's bad. He can hit it. But I think now he kind of is, relying like, on I more. don't want to drive, and I want to stay back and shoot. And I feel like that's what excelled for Kobe and Jordan later in their careers. Was yeah. They just had great outside shots, and they didn't drive as much. But you knew they were great shooters. Yeah. You've been able to see his game evolve a little bit in that sense. And uh, I think that – I think – Dan Patrick says this, but like the MVP race is all about storylines. Mm-hmm. Like they loved Giannis last year because he was the Greek Bucks freak. Bucks nothing. Yeah, to... he was he was a new thing, you know, or whatever. Um, James Harden won it, you know. Like Russell Westbrook won it, when averaging a triple double. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like things like that. Like they love the new storyline and everything. Yeah. And I think the storyline with LeBron this year with the Lakers and Kobe. LeBron being 35, you know, leading the league, like this, all the angles that you can mm-hmm. take with this. If he can sustain this and keep it up, and, you know, because the, the Bucks are, like, Giannis got hurt, they've yeah. dropped a few games or whatever. If that kind of trends that way, I think LeBron could upset him with it. Yeah. I mean, Mainly because of those storylines. Yeah, Lakers are the favorites to win the championship, you know, yeah. and a lot of times they don't, championships don't determine the MVP, but, like, if you're the best player on the best team and you're yeah. favored to win, you're usually in the there's, MVP like yeah. contender. The, there's a lot of interpretations on postseason awards yeah. and how they should be done, and that's that's definitely one way to do it. All right, then uh, let's see. Next, we'll uh, we'll talk about some college basketball. All right, so college basketball, we're finishing up here with, you know, March Madness starting next week. Lewis, give me give me your thoughts on that. I'm not going to go fully in depth, but I'm going to go with uh, my teaser this year. No one is safe. I think there will be some big upsets. No one's a front runner. What, do, what are the odds that the champion is a four-seater lower? Four-seater lower. It's never really happened, so I'm going to say you maybe got 3% chance, 4% chance. So even though nobody's safe, if you're a top, one of the top 12 teams, so you're a three-seater higher, you're, you got a good chance. Yes, you got a good chance. It's gonna but nobody's be, safe. I will give the top 16 teams, four seeds and out. Okay, you're going to go. You're going to go really more. high on it. Okay. Because, like, when was the last time a below a Below a four seed has ever won the tournament. I don't know, but Loyola made it there a couple years ago. They make runs, yeah. but they don't win it. Right, right. So, and when you're picking one winner, you just... But, but like a lot of times... Look at the there, top 16. A, a lot of the times there is a favorite most there years. Is. You know what who, I mean? Who would you say is the favorite? I don't know. Kansas this year, probably. See, They've been I number still one think the they're most. vulnerable. I oh, mean, I, they could be... They are definitely vulnerable. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not. They, they have a high chance that they might pick up and favorite. start a fight in the tournament. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, they're definitely vulnerable. Um, but, I mean, like, BYU played them well. Yeah. When they, they did. And they that was without Yoli. I mean, they still, they were, they lost 
handily, but it was neutral floor, you know. Both teams hadn't hit their strides, so. Right. Um, I think one thing with BYU is that they could beat almost anybody. In mm-hmm. the, like, if they're hitting their threes, which they're the best three-point shooting team in the nation, um, they they could beat almost anybody. Seth Davis has them as a dark horse in the Final Four. Which is crazy. And because, I don't like Seth Davis either. No, he is some crazy stupid picks. Yes, he does. So don't listen to Seth Davis, whatever mm-hmm. he says. Um, but yeah, BYU, the team with the most NCAA tournament berths without a Final Four appearance. Will that continue this year? Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I cannot in good conscience put BYU in a Final Four. No, not at all. Um, one highlight from the college basketball season this past year, BYU beat Gonzaga. That was a big game. At the Marriott Center. I was there for that. And Whoa, do you have coronavirus? I do not have the coronavirus. I'm not worried. <laughs> but the, um, I will just say, that game was probably the best basketball game I have ever been to. Not just like outcome or like, I mean, like we've been to some great games. Yeah. We've been to the NCAA tournament. Yes. Um, we saw what Sports Illustrated dubbed the greatest game ever played. At one point. At one point. Um, and that was a great game. But like you put in like just the fanhood, the great game, the marketing that BYU marketing puts into this with the student section mm-hmm. and the atmosphere, the pregame intros. <laughs> I feel like that's upsetting the, the number. That's two, the biggest thing team. missing from March Madness is because the teams are traveling to neutral sites. It's the student you aspect. just don't have that student home yeah. court aspect. Yeah. Not everyone makes it. You know. And then like the whole lower bowl is like corporate people yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because it's expensive seats and yeah. what students paying for those? Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that was like I've been to some jazz playoff games that have mm-hmm. been incredible. Um, but I think that was better than than anything I've ever been to, ever seen. It was like the senior the senior moment they had before the game. The seven seniors was awesome, yeah. you know, just everything. And that was definitely the high point of the BYU season. Hopefully, it's not the ultimate high point, but yeah. it might it very well could be. Can I make a confession? Yes. Last time I went to a BYU basketball game, Jimmer was still playing. Really. That was his junior year. It wasn't his senior year. That, that was about the last time yeah. I've been. Yeah. I mean, I I don't go. I go to maybe one or two a year. And I think it was our rain trip when we were living at rain trip. Yeah. That, that was, was the last time I went. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that was definitely his junior year. Those those are some good games, though. Um, yeah, you couldn't get in for a senior year because they've sold out so much. Yeah. But... Um, the Gonzaga game looked like they had huge tents. You know, everyone in yeah, line to get in. City. Um, you know, Coach Pope did some awesome things. They brought people in for a pep rally. Coach Pope bought everybody cubbies after the after they yeah. go in. Um, you know, just like fun, really cool things like that, which is I think it'll be you know one of the greatest memories in really BYU sports history. Um, definitely BYU basketball's history. But can and stuff. they ever win the West Coast tournament? No, never. <laughs> like hands up. I think Gonzaga's made the championship game for twenty three straight years. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Um, you know, Utah State, they won the Mountain West tournament for the second time in two years. Oh, man. Sam Merrill. Yeah. Upset number whatever ranked. Number five, San number Diego five, State. Number five, San Diego. Sam Merrill with the dagger. They Sam were, I am. They were saying San Diego State was going to be a one seed Not in the anymore. tournament. No. Sam Merrill kind of reminds me a little bit of Luka Doncic, just because mm-hmm. he's white. He has an outside <laughs> jumper, kind of long inside. 
Um, but I think that's a pretty dagger three. You will. He's sneaky, athletic. All those white guy. Um, what are they? Cliches that they yeah. throw at him. But yeah. Anyway, college basketball. It's been fun. On our next podcast, we'll be talking about. It'll be after Selection Sunday. We'll so have be, our brackets. Yeah, next week we'll, we'll have tell you where BYU and Utah State end up in the bracket. Yep. And maybe we'll tell you about the Utes in the NIT bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Can just, they make the NIT? Just kidding. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but yes, so I hope you've enjoyed our occasional sports podcast. We've uh, enjoyed occasionally talking about it. And uh, yes, our next podcast will be our big one. Our inaugural our anniversary, anniversary one you know, of our uh, March Madness stuff. What started it all. Exactly. Our love of March Madness. So until then, enjoy your occasional sports in this occasional podcast.